Good morning, everyone. Thank you for being here this morning. It was Jesus in Matthew chapter 12 as he was interacting with his disciples and some questions arose from the Pharisees. He responded by saying, have you not read? Jesus often used that phrase throughout the Gospels. There are a couple of other examples where he, during some type of spiritual discussion, would challenge his audience and ask them, have you not read? He made it an emphasis about the importance of reading the Scriptures. People need to know what the Scriptures have to say. People needed to know what they had to say in the first century. People need to know what they have to say in the 21st century. As Christians, we are, we are commanded to grow. That's what the Bible teaches us. In 2 Peter chapter 3 and verse 18, those that Peter was writing to, he encouraged them and reminded them that they were to grow in the grace and knowledge of God. And we all need to grow in our spiritual walk with God. We need to be reading our Bibles on a daily basis. And let me give you a couple of reasons as to why. Bible reading should be so important in my life and also in your life. First of all, God has given us his word to read. If you open up your Bible to Ephesians chapter 3, Paul reminded the saints in Ephesus of what he had received, what he had delivered, and his expectation for them. In Ephesians chapter 3 and verse number 3, I want you to notice what Paul said here. Paul said that by revelation there was made known to me the mystery as I wrote before in brief. By referring to this, when you read, you can understand my insight into the mystery of Christ, which in other generations was not made known to the sons of men, as it has now been revealed to his holy apostles and prophets in the Spirit. To be specific, that the Gentiles are fellow heirs and fellow members of the body and fellow partakers of the promise in Christ Jesus through the gospel. Paul was reminding the saints about what he had received from the Holy Spirit and what he did with that revelation. He wrote it down so that they might be able to do what? That they might be able to read and to be able to understand what they were reading. When Jesus asked people throughout his ministry, have you not read, there is an expectation that Jesus had that they should have been reading from the Scriptures, that there should have been some kind of understanding that they took away from the Word of God. Well, brothers and sisters, the same is true for us. As disciples of Jesus, we need to be constantly feeding ourselves upon the Word of God. God expects us to, to, to understand the importance of His Word, to read His Word, to understand His Word, and then to obey His Word. It's great to read the Holy Scriptures. There's a lot of people that can quote the Word of God. But what are we going to do with God's Word? While it's important for us to read it, we also need to make sure that we are practicing it and also obeying it. Now, I'm saying all this for a reason. I'm saying all this because, as you know, Lord willing, tomorrow begins the second half of our daily Bible reading. Can you believe it? We're halfway through the year with our daily Bible reading. We spent the first half of the year going through the Gospel of Luke. Did you learn some things about Jesus? Did you get to know Jesus a little bit more? Hopefully your faith has been strengthened. As we go through the second half of the year, we're going to dive into the book of Acts. And we're going to read one chapter a day in the book of Acts. There's 28 chapters, and so this will get us through the second half of the year. Now, if you have noticed, our Wednesday night invitations have come primarily from our Bible readings. We have men here who are putting together videos that are available on YouTube and also our website where they will read the scriptures. And if you want to follow along, you can do that as well. I've also been putting uh, together weekly uh, Bible commentaries over the chapters that we read. And we're going to continue to do that during the second half of this year. So what I'd like to do this morning with the time that we have here. 
I want to kind of go through the book of Acts, and I want us to learn some things as we prepare to dive into this book a little bit more. And I'm really excited about the book of Acts. I hope you are too. I'm sure many of us have read it in times past, but I think the more we read this, particularly with reading one chapter a day, five days a week, is really going to help us to understand more about who we are as the people of God and what we're a part of. We're a part of something great. We're a part of the body of Christ. And so I want to begin by sharing with you some details And if you want to take notes, that's great. If not, you can just listen. I want to share some details about the book of Acts. As you begin reading tomorrow, there's some things that I think would be beneficial for you and our children to understand. As we think about the book of Acts, the the term Acts or the name Acts is referring to the actions of the apostles. We will read about the apostles later on in Acts chapter 1 towards the middle half as the apostles would appoint or through Jesus would appoint uh, the apostle to replace Judas. Uh, We'll read about those other apostles. But when you read the book of Acts, there is more emphasis upon a select few of the apostles. We'll read a lot about Peter and John. And as we get later on into the book of Acts, we'll read more about uh, the apostle Paul. In fact, we'll read a great deal about who he is. And what we're going to find in this book are the actions of the apostles. If you did your Bible reading last week in Luke chapter 24, it is a perfect segue as we get into Acts chapter 1. Open up your Bible and let's look at Luke chapter 24. Remember what Jesus said prior to his ascension back into heaven in Acts chapter, or Luke chapter 24, beginning in verse number 45. Jesus gave his apostles some words, and as we begin in Acts chapter 1, we're going to see these things taking place. In Acts, or Luke chapter 24 and verse number 45, read with me, please. The Bible says, Then he opened their minds to understand the Scriptures. And he said to them, Thus it is written that the Christ would suffer and rise again from the dead the third day, and that repentance for forgiveness of sins would be proclaimed in his name to all the nations beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. He's talking to the apostles. And behold, I am sending forth the promise of my Father upon you. But you are to stay in the city until you are clothed with power from on high. And he led them out as far as Bethany, and he lifted up his hands and blessed them. While he was blessing them, he parted from them and was carried up into heaven. And they, after worshiping him, returned to Jerusalem with great joy and were continually in the temple praising God. When you look at all those things that Jesus spoke about, this is what we're going to read about in the book of Acts beginning this week. He spoke about repentance for forgiveness of sins and how that would be proclaimed in his name to all the nations beginning in Jerusalem. Well, that's what we're going to be looking at as we dive into our reading. Jesus spoke about how he would send forth the promise of the Father upon them, and that's what we're going to see as we get into Acts chapter 2. And they were to tarry in Jerusalem until they were endued with power from on high. We find all of these events taking place very early on as we read from the book of Acts. And so we'll read a lot about the actions of the apostles, but I think you could also say this. When you think about the book of Acts, I think you could also say that it's, it's the actions of the Holy Spirit as well. These men are guided or were guided by the Holy Spirit, inspired by the Holy Spirit. And what we find, we find the Holy Spirit in action. And we are going to learn so much about the Holy Spirit. All throughout this book, we're going to see the Holy Spirit in action. And so that's just something to keep in mind as you think about reading this. When you think about the author of it, uh, it's pretty well established, I believe, that 
Luke was the author, and it was written to uh, Theophilus. And if you did your Bible reading in Luke chapter 1, then when you get to Acts chapter 1 tomorrow, it's going to sound very similar. Look at Acts chapter 1, and notice the first couple of verses here. The Bible says, The first account I composed, Theophilus, about all that Jesus began to do and teach, until the day when he was taken up to heaven, after he had, by the Holy Spirit, given orders to the apostles whom he had chosen. To these he also presented himself alive after his suffering by many convincing proofs appearing to them over a period of 40 days and speaking of the things concerning the kingdom of God. Well, we've seen so much of that, right, in the Gospel of Luke. And what we find here is that Luke is going to continue on and give us additional information more about the Christians in the first century and the progression and the spreading of the Gospel. It's believed that this book was written around uh, 62 to 63 A.D., so that gives us some historical uh, background information. When you read the book of Acts 2, one of the great things you're going to be able to see We'll have so many historical markers in this book with the different uh, leaders that we'll read about as well. And as you begin reading this book, I want you to take note of Acts chapter 1, verse number 8. We read this in our Bible reading or in our scripture reading this morning. I like to describe Acts chapter 1 and verse number 8 really as a nice launching pad or a nice maybe even outline when you think about what's going to take place in the book. In Acts chapter 1, verse 8, Jesus, he was speaking to the apostles, and there's lots of confusion about this, so context will always be important. Jesus said, but you, as he spoke to the apostles, will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and even to the remotest part of the earth. That's what we're going to see as we read the book of Acts. We're going to see the the work of the apostles and the spreading of the gospel of Jesus Christ. The apostles would receive power by the Holy Spirit. And they were to be witnesses beginning in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and even to the remotest part of the world. And that's what we're going to find as we begin this reading. Now, it's not good just for us to go through these details here. With any lesson, one of the big things we always want to get across is the so what. How is this going to help me and how is this going to help you? You think about all the different uh, things that people go through in life. Uh, what's the benefit? Well, obviously the benefit, number one, should always be we have the Word of God. So hopefully that's our mindset, that we have God's Word. We're not going to hear from God in dreams or visions or anything else. If you want to hear from God, you need to open up your Bible. We need to open up our Bibles. And so hopefully that's always our mentality. But I want to share with you eight thoughts or eight things, eight benefits as we go through this Bible reading. And I I believe I'll be able to get through all eight of these, all right? So the first one is this. I think one of the best uh, benefits of reading the book of Acts is to see how men and women were converted in the first century. Our theme, Arise and Build, this quarter, we're getting ready to wrap it up here in a couple of weeks. We've been talking a lot about evangelism. I had a Bible study with Jane Ellen this past, what day was that, Tuesday? Uh, This past Tuesday. And you know what book we went to eventually? Went to the book of Acts. It's a great book to go to as you're studying with someone and helping individuals to see how men and women are converted to Jesus Christ. And one of the great benefits is just gaining confidence. As you look at these conversion stories, they never get old. There's always something to learn. Seeing the hearts of men who are willing to accept the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we'll see this immediately as Peter began to preach on the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2. And and looking down in verse number 36, we don't have time to go through all of this. 
But Peter is preaching the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. He reminded his audience, he said, Therefore let all the house of Israel know for certain that God has made him both Lord and Christ, this Jesus whom you crucified. Now when they heard this, they were pierced to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, Brethren, what shall we do? You know, people are asking that same question today. We need to know how to respond and how to properly show them what they need to do. And the book of Acts is going to help us. Peter said to them, repent, <coughs> excuse me, and each of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. As you're studying with people, as you're studying with your children, the book of Acts is going to be a great book to turn to. This is one of the benefits as to why we should dive into this study. Secondly, to gain strength and boldness. You know, we look at the saints in the first century, they went through a lot. We're going through a lot as well. Yet their minds were still focused on the gospel. Their minds were still focused on doing the will of God. We need to be reminded and gain courage and strength, whether it's the way that the apostles prayed in Acts chapter 4 after they had been persecuted, whether it's the apostles in Acts chapter 5 after they had been flogged, after they had been beaten. The Bible says in Acts chapter 5 they took his advice, and after calling the apostles in, they flogged them and ordered them not to speak in the name of Jesus and then released them. So they went on their way from the presence of the council, rejoicing that they had been considered worthy to suffer shame for his name. And every day in the temple and from house to house, they kept right on teaching and preaching Jesus as the Christ. What a great pattern to follow. Teaching and preaching Jesus as the Christ every day from house to house. This should give us confidence and boldness and hopefully even encourage us as we consider doing the will of God. That's another benefit of diving into this study, diving into this Bible reading. Number three, to see God's promises being fulfilled. We just saw what Jesus told his apostles in Luke chapter 24. We're going to see those things being fulfilled. But that's not all. When you think about some of the Old Testament prophets, like the prophet Joel, some of the events that that Joel spoke about in Joel chapter 2, we see these events being fulfilled in Acts chapter 2. So one of the great benefits is a reminder for us that God always keeps his promises. As you read the book of Acts, you're going to see that. You're going to see God's plan uh, being rolled out. You're going to see the success of what God has established. And certainly this will help us to stay faithful and and stay encouraged to do the will of God. Number four, another benefit to reading this book is to be reminded of our spiritual battle. We're in a spiritual battle. We know that, but yet we need to be reminded of it. And as you read this book, you're going to see very early the tactics of the devil. He would attack the saints from within. He would attack the saints from without. There would arise disputes like in Acts chapter 6 with the, with the widows. There will be challenges from with, without, beginning in Acts chapter 4, and as you continue on. We're going to find men like Stephen being killed in Acts chapter 7, and it's not going to end with him. We're going to find the saints being scattered in Acts chapter 8. It's not going to end with them. We're in a spiritual battle. In the Bible, and the book of Acts, helps us to see that the devil is real, and that he's going to attack God's people, and yet we can still be victorious if we remain with our Father in heaven. That's a benefit as to why we should read this. Number five, to better understand the church. Brothers and sisters, we are a part of something great. We're a part of something great. And we're going to be reminded about the church of Christ that Jesus established. 
and the importance of it. We'll see how Christians, look over in Acts chapter 4, verse number 34, how Christians were changed, how they interacted with one another, how they assisted one another, how they loved one another. In Acts chapter 4, verse number 33 and 34, the Bible says, And with great power the apostles were given testimony to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And abundant grace was upon them all. For there was not a needy person among them, for all who were owners of land or houses would sell them and bring, bring the proceed of the sales. We're going to see how the, the brethren interacted and took care of one another. We'll see how men and women are added to the body of Christ. We'll see God's will at work. And this is one of the great benefits of reading this book, understanding more, and I think maybe even appreciating more that we are indeed a part of something great. Number six, as you go through the book of Acts, here's why you should read it. Here's why I want to encourage you to learn how God to, uh, how, to learn how God desires for us to worship him, to be reminded. I think many of us may be familiar with what God wants us to do and to know, but we need to be reminded of it as well. Young people, I want you to see the pattern that we'll find in the book of Acts. When you go to college, there's going to be a lot of different things you're going to hear with respect to Christianity. As you talk to your friends, there's lots of different ways that people worship God. But we're not interested in what people do. We're interested in what God has to say. And so as you go through this book, you're going to see a pattern of how individuals in the first century worshipped God. You'll see beginning in Acts chapter 2 and verse number 42 that very early from the beginning, the saints were concerned about abiding in the apostles' doctrine. What we find here are, are some elements of worship. They are continually devoting themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. What we'll see in Acts chapter 20, and this is one example, but in Acts chapter 20 here, in verse number 7, we'll see how the saints met on the first day of the week. We'll see how they met on the first day of the week and they were gathered together to break bread. There was purpose behind their meeting. There was consistency that was taking place as they worshiped God together. One of the great benefits of reading this book, we're going to see how men and women in the first century worshiped God. And more than ever, I think we need to be reminded that that worship is always a big deal to God, that worship matters. The book of Acts will help us to see this. Number seven, as you're reading through this book, another benefit you're going to take away from it, you're going to get a better understanding of the New Testament. As you start diving into the missionary trips of, of Paul, you're going to find some details, some excellent details about uh, how these local congregations started. Brother Schlebaugh in a couple of weeks is going to begin the book of, of 1 Thessalonians and studying First and Second Thessalonians. So as you go through that, you can go back to the book of Acts and look at Acts chapter 17. You can see how Paul interacted with those in that city, how he went to the synagogue, and uh, that was his custom, and how he interacted and reasoned with them from the Scriptures that Jesus is the Christ. You'll see how early persecution began as these individuals decided to follow Jesus Christ. And so one of the benefits of reading the book of Acts is that you're going to get a better understanding of the New Testament, these other epistles that we'll read in the New Testament. You'll see, for example, like in Acts chapter 18, when Paul went to the city of Corinth and some of the challenges that he had there. So that's one benefit or another benefit, I should say, as you go through this book. Number eight, and then we'll move on to one last thought here. As you go through this book, you're going to get a better understanding of the Holy Spirit. Lord willing, I'm going to do some sermons dealing with the Holy Spirit. Uh, this was a request as uh, part of our uh, survey that we took last year. 
And one of the most exciting studies, I think, is studying the Holy Spirit. You'll see the Holy Spirit in action in the book of Acts. Listen, if you want to learn more about the Holy Spirit, this is the book. I'm not saying we can't learn from other books about the Holy Spirit and who he is. But there's so much information in here about the Holy Spirit. We're going to see what the gift of the Holy Spirit is in Acts chapter 2. We'll learn how one can resist the Holy Spirit in Acts chapter 7. We'll see the Holy Spirit guiding the apostles and how men and women were convicted by the Spirit in the first century. We're going to read about the miracles that the apostles were able to perform after they were clothed with power from on high. It's a very exciting study. And I think sometimes we don't talk maybe enough about the Holy Spirit. There's a lot of confusion about the Holy Spirit. This is a great book to learn more about the Holy Spirit and who he is. And so those are just some benefits. I I think we could say even more if we had more time. The so what. As to why I want to encourage you to open up your Bible, read the book of Acts, and really dive into this study. Now, let me give you one more thought, and then we'll wrap this up. As you think about going through this book, I want to suggest that you make this reading personal, that you make it personal. And what I mean by that is you get to decide what you're going to do with the reading. We have five days where we get to read one chapter. If you miss a day, it's okay. Pick right back up and start reading again. But I want to suggest that you make this personal. Let me give you a couple of of different ideas or thoughts that you can do to make this really your study. All right. Number one, focus maybe on evangelism. One of the things that you can do if you decide to go through this book and really make it personal, maybe you really focus on all the different conversion stories that are found in this book. And really get some, take some notes, have a notebook, and you document everything that you see. Who was converted? Where they were converted? What did those Christians say to these individuals? And how did they argue? And what did they say? You can really dive into this and make this your own personal study. By the end of the year, you'll have greater knowledge when it comes to evangelism. A second thing that you may be able to do or may want to do, focus on the Holy Spirit. You can, you can dive into it and, and highlight or Bible mark or whatever you decide to do, uh, what you learn about the Holy Spirit. We're going to begin learning some things beginning in Acts chapter 1 and in Acts chapter 2. We're going to see this all throughout the book of Acts. And so maybe you decide to track what you can learn about the Holy Spirit. A third way that you can make this study personal, you get to decide how and what you want to do, but maybe you want to look at how the saints interacted with one another. So many examples, great examples of individuals in the book of Acts, whether it's uh, Dorcas in Acts chapter 9, or the saints in Acts chapter 4 and Acts chapter 2, or just learning how Paul and Barnabas, even when they had a disagreement, how they still were able to interact and still work together. Maybe you want to study more about Acts chapter 15, where there was, uh, where a dispute arose and great questions needed to be resolved. There's so much you can do going through these 28 chapters and really to make it personal. Maybe that's one thing you want to do. Number four, uh, get out the maps. Uh, Beginning in Acts chapter 13, we're going to see Paul, he's traveling all over the place. One of the best things maybe to do is to keep track. Where did Paul go in his first missionary trip? Where did he go in his second missionary trip? Where did he go during his third missionary trip? You see, we get all these details from the Holy Spirit. He gives us all of these details and this historical information. 
You could describe Luke almost as a historian. You could say he's a historian because he gives us so much uh, of the details of where Paul traveled and, and what he was doing. One of the greatest things that we can do is put it to memory. Find out where Paul went and where he traveled, and we'll get a better appreciation of what Paul actually experienced during his ministry. More importantly, too, we'll get, we'll get a better sense of, of a greater um, sense of Bible knowledge. Or we're not just kind of reading and looking at, man, some of these uh, cities and towns are, are kind of hard to describe. We're going to have a better understanding of where Paul went. Here's something else that you may want to do to make this study personal. Uh, I just said that. Use maps. Memorize where Paul traveled. Memorize the theme for each chapter. I want to add this. Everybody get the email where uh, the elder sent out an email, and there's a theme for each chapter. So you think about Acts chapter 1. Hopefully something will pop up in your mind when you think about Acts chapter 1. Maybe a particular verse will pop up when you think about Acts chapter 1. I think about Acts 1 and verse number 8. And Acts chapter 2, we all may think about verse number 38. What about Acts chapter 3? What's going on there? And by the time we get to Acts chapter 21, are we still reading the book? There's a lot of information in the book of Acts. So maybe memorizing what each chapter is about, that's a way to make this study your study to make it personal in nature. Number seven, read from multiple translations. One of the greatest ways to understand a text, <coughs> to understand a text is to read from different translations. If you're reading from the King James, keep on reading from the King James. Maybe on Tuesday you read from the New King James. Maybe you read from the New American Standard. My point is, as you read, you can make and decide how personal you really want this Bible study to be, this Bible reading. There's so much we can do with it, brethren. Today is Father's Day, and we certainly appreciate all the fathers in the audience. And one of the great responsibilities that we have is, is teaching our children the Word of God. Uh, one of our elders, Brother Tim, did a sermon a few weeks ago, or I guess last month, uh, looking back from Deuteronomy chapter 6 and the importance of, of family. And one of the best things that we can do is maybe sit down as a family. Sit down as a family and read this. It doesn't always have to be a long, in-depth study. Sometimes just reading the scriptures out loud will go a long way as we talk to our children and help them to see God's word and who God is and the power of the gospel and what repentance looks like and how we can share the good news of Jesus. Now, the Bible reading has been designed by the shepherds here of this congregation. It's designed to encourage us, to help us to have a tool, a way for us to, to read the Word of God. Uh, certainly, it's optional if you decide not to do it. If you're reading something else with your family, you certainly have that right. But it's a great tool and a great way to learn more about Jesus, His church, and what He has done for us. But I will say this, what is not up for discussion, what is not up for debate, is the importance of our Bible reading. Would you agree with that? What is not up to debate is whether or not we should be reading our Bibles. We need to be in the Word of God more than ever. We need to be Bible students. We never arrive. We continue to grow in our Bible knowledge. And so as we go through the, the book of Acts, we'll, we'll be reminded of how blessed we really are as the people of God. If you have questions that you want me to answer from the, from the book of Acts, let me know be more than happy to answer those questions, or if there's a particular sermon or idea. Again, I'm going to be um, preaching some more lessons from the book of Acts here as we move through the second half of the year. Now, we're going to dismiss here in just a moment with a prayer. Uh, we've made a slight change. The elders have as well. Uh, this portion, we're going to take a 10-minute break.
And Bible classes will begin at 9.50. We have an adult Bible class here uh, going through evangelism. There's another adult class in the hallway. And we have Bible classes for all ages if you just go down the hallway. And if you have any questions about where classes are, please let us know. Thank you for your attention. Let's be dismissed in prayer. Let's pray together. Father in heaven, we are so thankful for this day. We're thankful for life and we're thankful for your word. We know, Lord, that your word is so important. Help us, Father, to hide it in our hearts, to guard our hearts, to study more and to appreciate who you are more. Help us, Father, to grow in the grace and knowledge of your truth. Help us, Father, to continue to be bold and courageous as we preach and teach your word. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.